You are listening to the Hybrid Hospitality Podcast. If you're interested in the trends that are transforming hospitality and want to explore what the future of the industry might look like, then you're in the right place. This podcast is brought to you by Stay the Night, a creative marketing agency working with hospitality businesses around the world who are changing the way people stay, work and play. Hi, I'm Rosie Willen, co-founder of Stay the Night, and in this episode, I'll be speaking with Charlie McGregor, the CEO and founder of The Student Hotel. Founded in 2006, The Student Hotel are trailblazers in the hybrid hospitality space. They currently operate in 13 cities across Europe, with a number of new sites on the horizon. Their properties are dynamic hubs that bring together student accommodation, hotel rooms with extended stay options, co-working spaces, meeting and event spaces, and F&B. In this episode, we hear about the resilience of the hybrid model, how guests' needs have changed during the pandemic, and why brands need to go beyond the buzzword when it comes to community. So, hi, Charlie. Welcome to the Hybrid Hospitality Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Nice to be here. It's nice to have you. So just to get started, so I know the Student Hotel operated right through the pandemic. And how are things today? Today, uh, yeah, things were coming up to, to September, which is when our year starts. So we're a hybrid model, but of course we focus on students. So the academic year starts one September. So we're coming to the end of our financial year and the start of a new year. And now we're, we're running very, very well with our uh, bookings for students. So we're almost at 100% for coming September. Uh, and that's adding about 20% of our total stock over to the student uh, sector. So we've reduced our hotel segment and we've increased our, our student segment. And I'm pleased to say it's, it's almost full. So it's, it's okay today. That's great. That's great to hear. And I think that is one of the big benefits of having that hybrid model that you can flex those things up and down in response to the demand. And so just going back to the start then, what were the reasons for making students the focus of your concept in the in the beginning? The reason why I started this business is because I, I, I started student housing. So I grew up in the student housing world in the UK, where, of course, it yeah. was built by developers on the back end of long leases those long leases from universities started to, to, to fade away and the, the operators started to become um, focused on direct rentals. Um, when I moved to Holland, I realized that there was nobody doing that uh, in the professional scene. There was only housing corporations focusing on student accommodation. Uh, the rules and regulations in Holland are very, very strict, uh, also for co-living, for, for living and, and all those types of things. So a very long story short, after a few years, I realized I couldn't do it with residential, but I could operate as a hotel. And what I realized with the hotel is that for students, they only needed to stay for one year. And during that year, you meet the best friends of the rest of your life and you go on to, to, to live somewhere else. Um, but as being a hotel, I could bring mums and dads into the picture who I knew wanted to be part of their, their, their children's uh, learning experience. Yeah. And I could also bring um, young professionals who I felt that, you know, the, the graduates, the trainees, the people who weren't students anymore, but were very close to, to that mindset, but were... Yeah you know, the first yeah. steps on their career. So I could merge those three groups together under the, the hotel the hotel concept. That's how it, that's how it started uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's something that's definitely missing from student accommodation here in the UK. So I think it's definitely something that's necessary. And so now that you've kind of expanded from students to welcome other groups with the hotel model as well, you still say that 
people with a student spirit will enjoy the student hotel. So what do you see as a student spirit? How do you stay in tune with the values and motivations of your guests? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, if we take a step back, when I started, there was there was a lot of people from, from my funders to the architects, to the city planners, to everybody saying, hey, you can't have students and hotel guests meeting in the same space. Uh, they need to have separate entrances. And I think for me, what I've always felt was that student accommodation is quite a strange thing because you have a room or a building full of maybe 300 people of a certain demographic. You know, they're all 21-year-olds. They act like a, a group of 21-year-olds, you know, just like football people when they're at football stadiums, they act like a group of uh, drunken men because they because that's the demographic, you know. So I think what, what we discovered was that I really wanted to push against this. And what I mean by that is we have one entrance, we have one lobby, we have one community team, we have one team. We really concentrate on bringing those communities together. And what you get in the in the ground floor of a student hotel is a much more real life environment than any student residence, but also any hotel. Because let's think about it. When you when you go to a hotel, you go to a five star hotel. You go to you know different categories of hotels because they, they tend to to sort of separate you out in either stars or pricing or whatever. But there you go into the same type of demographic, and that demographic sometimes don't really mingle very well together. But what you have in in a, in, a, in, a, in a place that blends the demographics is you have a very mixed environment of people. And when you have a mixed environment, that's when real connection and genuine connection is made in a much more interesting, you know, Starbucks type environment where it's just nice to be because you see everybody from these different environments. So, so I think that's what, what we noticed really working. When we started trying to market ourselves, we realized that the student spirit is something that is not related to study. It's a mindset. And that's being curious and open, wanting to learn, wanting to make connections. And that mindset is something that I, I really felt an affinity with. But we also felt that it was a very good way to connect, you know, our, our corporate travelers uh, to our student guests, because that mindset is something that's, that, that breaks down through generations and through ages and through, you know, certain stereotypes. Yeah, definitely. I know what you're talking about, because I think it's something that yeah, it doesn't go away when you're not a student anymore, this wanting to meet people and connect. But I guess it's harder when places aren't facilitating it in the way that when you're a student, you know, you have Freshers' Week and all of that. So the events of the past 18 months have obviously changed a lot of what guests might be looking for from the hospitality experience. Have you experienced that or what do you think the main changes would be? The COVID has hit us hard, of course. We, we, our hotel occupancy has fallen off a cliff. You know, we're running at the same as everybody else, you know, 5%, 10%. But our student occupancy has been very resilient. Our co-working, because we have extensive co-working in all mm-hmm. of our hotels, has been very resilient. And our extended stay, our co-living product, has also been fairly resilient uh, across the board. So I think we were one of the first companies to come up with this this hybrid model 10 years ago with a full flexibility one day or one 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 year working or or, or learning or, or playing or whatever you want to do in, in in this sort of mixed use environment and this is the first time that we've really had to use the model to really and what i mean by that is taking rooms that were used by in this case hotel guests so three-star uh, hotel rooms or four-star hotel rooms and filling them with longer-term residents. So we've reduced our exposure to this, at the moment, the the very bad hotel market, and we've increased our exposure to the very solid uh, markets of of extended stay for for students and for professionals. 
And I think this has been the first time that we've used the model. So for me, you know, when I take a step back and get rid of all sort of the 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 heartache and hardship that everybody suffered through uh, through COVID. For TSH, this has been a really interesting moment where we've proven that the hybrid model really works. We've mm. managed to make sure that occupancy is very high. We've been cash flow positive through the crisis at hotel level, which I think most hotels would cut off their right leg uh, to be cash any, anywhere near cash flow positive. Yeah. You know, so we've managed to survive the real heart of the crisis. And as we come out of the crisis, uh, we're in a very strong position where our rooms are full of long-stay guests. And as the hotel market comes in, those long-stay contracts, of course, will come to an end with Erasmus uh, traveling students and various things, and we're able to release them back into the hotel market. And I think the other thing that we see that's happening, and I'd be interested to hear if you if you think this is the case, is there's been a, an acceleration of certain trends from the customer's point of view and from the, the, the hoteliers as well. And the customer, the new generation sort of corporate traveler, is not looking for a Hilton Honors type mm -hmm. package anymore. They're looking for... I want to be in a co-working. I want to be connected with the local communities when I go there, local entrepreneurship and corporate community. So I feel that everything's kind of coming together where this hybrid hospitality is being embraced by the market and by the consumer at the same time. Yeah, it's a trend that we start to see because we started life working with hostels, actually. And then our clients kind of evolved and we saw that the lines were blurring quite a while ago as well. And then I think what will be the proof is which which brands can really do the community aspect. Yeah. well because I think community is such a buzzword now it'll be interesting to see how that transpires on the ground if that makes yeah. sense but that kind of brings me on to my next question so you touched on community earlier and bringing those different groups together how do you proactively create that sense of community at your site? I'm quite passionate about community but I'm also quite passionate about how badly it gets mis misused or abused the essence for me of a community uh, evolves around a fixed group of people being in 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 a in a in, a, in a, an environment very often together, and they start to know each other. They start to build up relationships, and uh, they start to will to want to help each other. You have to be there enough times to see each other and to start feeling that connection of we're part of something bigger. We're part of a community together, and you're never going to get that from one or two nights in a hotel. You're never going to get that on a few hours on a plane. You're never going to get that if you never go to your members club. But when you do walk into your members club, you feel something tangible. If you walk into Soho House, you feel it. You feel something tangible. If you walk into WeWork, you feel it as well because people see each other every day. They walk past the same office team every single day. They know who you are. They know what you did last night. They know what football team you support, whatever it is. And those little connections build up a, a community you have it in your bakers you have it in your your butchers you know the local shops it's totally different from what you have in, in a sainsbury's so i think for me you need a certain amount of ingredients that are really genuine and if you have those ingredients then the question is okay what do you do to encourage your community to be stronger to do more things and i think that's that's the fundamental and the student community you know they come to stay with us for, for 10 months for a year so that's you know 60 percent of our rooms are are full of those fixed residents we have the co-living part of our business, which people are coming for three, four months at a time. And then, of course, co-working, which is corporates or, or individual starters, uh, startups, really booking their desks and their offices for years after each other. So I think those are the core of our, our, our community. And then the hotel guests, they get to be part of that for free. They get to, mm -hmm. to soak up this vibe and this energy of community, but they, they're not part of that community per se. 
Because a big part of obviously bringing people together is the the space itself and how that's designed. So when it comes to designing hybrid spaces, what are the ways in which this differs from designing a traditional accommodation space? We've got you know a portfolio of, of 30 hotels under ownership. Uh, half of them, more than half of them are open. So we've, we've learned quite a lot. What you start to see is that your different groups, your, your different subgroups within your community use space as a different time. You know, so for example, the students, they use the working space before, before university starts. You know, so before nine o'clock, it's very busy. After six o'clock, it's also very busy. When you look at your co-working community, you know, they're very often in after nine o'clock, between 10 and four, you know, that's, that's your, your peak time for your co-working community. Your hotel customers, yeah, they're checking in in the afternoon, they're checking out in the morning. Uh, you have your locals who come in during the day. So I think we're, we're learning that you can make sure your space is always active um, by understanding how your community use it. And when you look at a traditional hotel, or a traditional apartment block or a traditional student block, you know, very often it's empty for huge parts of the day. And with this hybrid model, you ensure that there's always activity going on. So it's almost looking at it like a 24-hour Absolutely, day yeah. and seeing where yeah. the spaces can be used. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We've spoken a little bit about the resilience of the hybrid model. And obviously there is the aspect of getting the most out of the real estate space. What are the things that you think are most attractive to investors about this model? Uh, for sure. I mean, they, 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 they all love the story that you're able to switch inventory from a non-performing uh, market uh, segment over to a performing segment. The question was, does it work? You know, and we've never had to, to use it before. So, so we've, we've been going 10 years. We came out of the last crisis, of course, and the hotel market's only been getting stronger and stronger and students is very strong. Working is, 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 is being born and is becoming an established, established product. So, so will it survive a, a crisis? You know, we've, we've had our first pandemic. Um, let's see what happens in a recession. But, you know, we know historically that uh, students will be very strong. We know that hotel is, is quite fickle, uh, will come and go depending on, on, the, on the market. So I think that the investors understand it. Uh, and I think that's where we as TSH are really in a quite a strong position because we've proven now that it really, really, really works. Yeah, no, definitely. And so you were one of the first, as you said, kind of 10 years ago to adopt a hybrid model, which is well ahead of the curve. And now we've seen, especially over the last couple of years, a lot more brands switch into this model, incorporating, co-working, co-living. How will the student hotels stay one step ahead of that as more brands embrace this? Yeah, good question. I mean, we've learned a lot and this crisis has been the first time that we've really paused in those last 10 years. So we've really taken a, a, the, the opportunity to evaluate what's working, what can we do better, what's our, where do we see our guests going to. And I think we've, we've really realized that we're, you know, a, a, a real hub for the locals as well. You know, it's not just about our fixed customers. It's about this constant stream of local people coming into our lobbies and, and using our spaces. And and I think we can, you know, by really making the community our USP and really, really trying to help them achieve their goals and connecting them with other people within our community who can help them achieve their goals. I think that's where we can take the next steps. And we've got some nice tricks up our sleeve, which uh, which we'll be launching uh, next year. Uh, and I think that's, you know, technology based and uh opening some amazing hotels next year as well so there's going to be some big news next year to keep keep a couple of steps ahead of us 
So you said there that everyone thought you were crazy at the start, which is usually the best ideas, you know. But so because no one else was doing this, where did you get your inspiration from then? For me, it was complete common sense. When I realized that we had to be a hotel, the first thing I thought, this is fantastic because student accommodation had such a bad reputation that if I dared to invite mums and dads into the buildings, then happy days, and they would believe that I was really offering a good product. We started to get guys and girls who were on three-month contracts from the US working with Nike in Holland. You know, you want to meet these people. I mean, that's amazing. You know, when we did the co-working, we had a choice to rent our space to WeWork or, or, or and we thought, well, you know, we run a hotel. We run 26,000 square meters of hotel, 570 bedrooms. How difficult can it be to rent uh, offices and, and chairs out? I mean, come on. So so we said, well, let's just do it. And and by just embracing it and just just saying, wow, these people are super cool. They should all be part of the, you know, aspirational for one one community and inspirational for another community. And you put them all together in one room and you've, you've got you've got a really super cool community there. And the business model works, which is even better. I think it's taken others so long to catch on, if I can say that. Because you need a crisis. I mean, let, let's be honest. If you if you're if you're a, a regular hotel and you're ticking along and you you know business is going there, and you know where's the real in where's the real motivation to change? Yeah, and now there's no no business on the books, and you know there's a holiday inn around the corner that started trying to rent uh, rooms for a long stay, half the price. Uh, you know, after a few months, they stopped it because they realized that it's not rocket science to, to cater for a long stay community, but it is really easy to screw it up. Um, you know, so I think there's there's real nuances there in managing a community. And uh, there is a there is a skill set and a mindset that is necessary. Um, but I think, you know, as I said, we've been doing this for 10 years. So we've got a, we've got an amazing team that, that kind of really enjoy it and, and understand it pretty well. Can you talk to me a little bit about your marketing approach then because obviously when you're marketing to different groups it's not quite as straightforward as marketing to just students or backpackers or whatever it might be we definitely have you know a difference between a marketing campaign for students than for hotel guests for sure but that's because uh you know it's the way they find you is also different and, and things like that i think you know we have a four-star hotel product so we, we don't have a backing product or a hostel product we have a, a pretty well, sophisticated four-star hotel product all year round. We have a three-star hotel product. You know, we have penthouses which are a couple of grand a night as well in our in our portfolio and stuff like that. So, so I think you you know you have to market, of course, individually. I think one of the things that you'll be seeing, and I talked about it uh, earlier, is you will see. You know, from next year, we're really going to be taking a much more sort of global approach, saying, hey, you know, let's. Let's try to, to to blend that marketing message as much as one. And I guess, you know, if you take co-working and co-living, they're quite easy to explain. You know, co-working is a great name. Co-living, yeah, I, I get it. But what, what what do you call it when you blend them together? You know, that's, no, <laughs> so, yeah. words and do you use a dash? There's loads of debate over whether you use a dash or not. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's going okay. on? Okay. <laughs> so I don't know, but. So I think what we're trying to say is, look, we've been doing this for some time. We have, you know, 7,000 rooms open. We're building another 5,000 rooms. We're in eight different uh, countries. Um, you know, we're pretty established and, and we need to kind of embrace this co-living, co-working mindset and, and really claim the, claim the spot. Yeah, I think that's the thing when you talked about understanding that shared mindset of your guests. It's the first step in any client we work with is getting to the crux of what that is, because then it makes that messaging 
just that bit easier rather than trying to speak to different individual groups and then you can just tweak it but you know the core of what they want yeah. from you. and how um, do you find that out if I may ask how do you how do you <laughs> you've got the data side of things so the numbers side of things you can tell a lot from that and so that's a starting point with google analytics social media insights all of that and then we go into more like research based we speak to the teams as well because you'll find that the people who are working on site really know the customer better than anyone so we will work really closely with our clients teams on the ground always we're in a lot of communication we either have whatsapp groups or slack groups and we speak daily and then just our general research, we might do questionnaires and things like that, surveys. We also sneakily do it through social media. So, for example, on Instagram, we might do a quiz that for the user is really enjoyable. For us, we're actually like gleaning little bits of information from it and we're taking that data and putting it away and then building a picture that like kind of changes our guest personas or customer personas. Yeah, that's in a nutshell I think the mistake that we see the most is that people start off with the best intentions and do these guest personas and then they just get left in a strategy to just yeah. gather dust whereas actually it's always changing so we update them kind of constantly to fit with that yeah I feel, yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. I feel like the tables have turned <laughs> that's good it's good it's nice to learn something I just want to you know make sure that we're uh, getting all of the the value of this yeah <laughs> Seen as you're the pioneer of the hybrid model, let's say, what's next, do you think? Like, how do you see it evolving? I do believe it's going to really continue or or it's rapidly becoming accepted. I think, of course, if the the pandemic's over tomorrow, then people will just go back to their old business models. So the longer it goes on, the, the more interesting it will be for some bigger players to step into this. I do think that the tide has shifted. So I do feel, you know, there's some amazing uh, property management systems like Muse, for example, who is embracing this hybrid model. Yeah. Really, uh, they're becoming really established and really a, a, a main player and um, potentially the, the the future of of the, the hospitality industry because they focus on customer. I think the there's a number of bigger players who are realizing they want to see this. We see at an investment level that. You know, even hardcore hotel investors are looking to diversify their 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 hotel investment portfolio into this this sector because it's it's resilient. Mm-hmm. It can handle uh, recessions or, or or pandemics. Yeah, for sure. And so, something that I just wanted to touch on before we wrap up: when we last spoke, it was because we were doing a roundup of brands that had given back during the pandemic, and we featured the student hotel. And I know that you also have an NGO. Why is it important to you to give back through hospitality and, and otherwise? From a very, very basic level, you know, we are aware that we're buying a building in somebody's neighborhood and we're making it come alive 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, all year long round. So we make a real effort to go and say hello to the community, to say, look, we're your new neighbor. And if you need anything from us, come and say hello. You know, we do that on a very just human level. Um, then I think the the soul of TSH, the S, uh, is really you know focused on social, uh, is focused on community, focused on connecting, listening to people's dreams and aspirations, and seeing if we can help each other. Um, and that's very natural to just then look outside the door as well and see if we can connect more dots. So, so I think you know the the NGO is something that I I, I did separately focused also very much on community, but within the refugee camps and trying to change that uh, dysfunctional model. 
I feel that a lot of the colleagues that we have in the student hotel are here because we feel that we're making social impact and adding value to our customers' lives. Of course, more the resident and the, and the working community as opposed to the hotel community because they're they're coming and going. But but I think that mindset and that energy spills over, and that's why we're also you know an attractive hotel destination as a standalone hotel. So yeah, definitely. I think it's something that's becoming more and more important to people, and obviously it gives. For your team, I imagine it gives another source of motivation beyond just providing that great experience. And so speaking about your team then, what would you say on a personal level are the biggest leadership lessons you've learned over the past 18 months? 18 months, wow. Yeah, I mean, mean, my my leadership style has had to change for sure because we've been, you know, we were growing really quickly. Uh, And of course, with the pandemic, that, that stopped uh, you know, there was a pause on 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 the funding for new projects from the banks because they wanted to see what was happening, and you know, so I think the the there was really just a big pause in our business. So there's a difference between starting a company and being an entrepreneur, then moving and evolving into 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 a leader and to into a manager. And so it's been a really interesting and and uh, rewardful personal journey for myself. But maybe after the pandemic's over, we can we can see if it's if it's worked or not. No, I know what you mean. Our team's just grown and we're hiring again, and it's kind of like because yeah, it's totally for a while. It was just myself and my co-founder, and then we kind of brought in freelancers, and now we're getting that more permanent team. And it is a total journey. It's like it's a whole other element of the business to think about now. But it's exciting, and I enjoy it. But it's yeah, because specifically our team's remote. We've always been a remote first yeah. agency, so zooming and all of that was very typical for us anyway yeah um our plan is to kind of get a core team in london so we can have face-to-face um like creative vibe as well and then we still have teams all over so i'm reading one on remote work at the minute but now you've asked me my mind's just gone black i got i got a good one for you this one so five dysfunctions okay and uh by patrick lencioni and he's, uh, he's got some great podcasts. And we're using this, uh, the Lencioni model, as a leadership uh, framework. Oh, cool. Uh, wow. so it's all about trust and all about openness and uh, exposing your vulnerabilities and insecurities. Yeah. And uh, It's all that. psychology, isn't it, really? I mean, marketing's all psychology, too. It's kind of like I should have done a degree in psychology instead of journalism, but, <laughs> but never yeah. mind. Um, so finally, so what's next on the agenda for the student hotel then? What projects are in the pipeline? What's coming up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't tell you too much, but as I said, uh, there's going to be some big changes. Um, you know, we're we're aware that a lot of the competition has been copying us. I mean, almost literally some of the some of the stuff is it's just embarrassing, to be honest. But I mean, it, it's a compliment. They say uh, it's uh, the biggest compliment you can have, but it, it, it is... You know, we're aware that the industry is copying our design. They're they're moving into the model that we like to think that we um, we kind of started. And I think the the question for us is indeed how do we how do we make that next step forward? How do we come out of this crisis? This is the competitions thinking, okay, yeah, I've got those guys, and then so I think that's what we're working on. Uh, you know, next year is an exciting year for us anyway. We're opening uh, Madrid, Barcelona, and Toulouse. So uh, you know, two world cities are being opened uh, next year. Uh, and and you know fantastic properties, extensive co-working within these properties. Uh, Barcelona's in an amazing location, three thousand square meters of co-working uh, with a four hundred bed uh, hotel or co-living uh, building next to it. So wow. really excited about those uh, 
those properties as well. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to travel to come and see. Um, It'll be a good opening party. You're going to enjoy it. I want to come into the opening party. That's good. I'm <laughs> glad about that. No, thank you so much, Charlie. That's been great. It's been really interesting. And I'm super excited to see what you guys do next. Yes, and likewise. Looking forward <laughs> to seeing what you guys do next and following Bye. you. For those listening who want to find out more about The Student Hotel, you can visit www.thestudenthotel.com. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Hybrid Hospitality Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you'd like to be the first to hear about new episodes. We'd love it if you could leave a rating. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so. Just search Stay the Night on LinkedIn or head to at Stay the Night Co over on Instagram. For more information about what we do, visit www.staythenight.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.